everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Two Drunk Fans. Gab, what are you drinking? It's this new beverage called the Sani. I really enjoy it. It's like refreshing and and it's best served cold. What are you drinking this evening? I am also drinking a Coke product, Two Drunk Fans, brought to you by Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola sponsor us. I wish Coca-Cola were sponsoring us. Get that Coke money. Damn. Uh, I was going to say, could you imagine all of the stupid Woso trips we would take? <laughs> we'd go to Algarve. We'd stay in nice beachfront property. Well, I mean, we could also go to all of the different um, leagues. We could we could jet to Japan and yeah. Australia. Sweden. Even I don't know if I really want to go to Australia. I want to go to Australia inside a bubble. <laughs> Just because I'm fucking terrified of the creatures on that on that island. It's not a continent, it's an island. Because oh my god, snakes in the toilet. Just, you know, call ahead and make sure the local hospital is stocked up on antivenin. You'll be fine. Oh my You'll be I, fine. I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to deal. Just walk really loudly so the drop bears don't get you. Jesus. Stop it. <laughs> stop it. I'm drinking water because I'm trying to be more healthy. I am drinking water because I'm also still sober. Oh, good uh, job, buddy. I am, I am 55 days sober this year. I don't know if I've ever gone 55 days without, like, even a drink. I think I have maybe at least one beer a month. Well, so I'm at, I hit 50, and I'm actually, that was kind of, it wasn't a goal as much as I was just like, I want to see if I can do 50. And after that, I've I've just kind of been like, yeah, if the opportunity came, I would, like, if I wanted to, I totally would, but I haven't wanted to. I, I mean, don't know. I think it's going to take, like, a lazy morning of, like, Baileys and my coffee to kind of get me back off the wagon. I mean, just to be clear, this is not an actual alcoholic thing. It's a you're just testing out what it's like not to drink for a while thing. Yeah, it's absolutely a, like, trying to jumpstart a little bit of a healthier lifestyle. Yeah. So we shouldn't change the name of our podcast anytime soon. I'm not <laughs> sober, sober. I'm just, I'm, I'm just experimenting with saying no. We could change it to two socially drunk fans. Oh my god, we could change it to two gossip queens, <laughs> and it could, it could really open up our opportunity for additional content. Yeah, the stuff we gossip about can never be published, though. That's a little tantalizing hint for all our viewers, listeners out there. But yeah, the stuff we gossip about, I would never say in public because it's gossip. It's for us. It's we're we're friends. I know. It's it's meaningful gossip. It impacts it impacts nothing in our lives. <laughs> Literally nothing. But it's fun. It's fun. Gossip it's our, is fun. Our, gossip our... is fun when it, you don't use it to hurt people. Gossip is exactly. fun when you keep it between you and a friend and you just have a nice chuckle and then you don't treat people any differently because of it. Exactly. All right. So. That was our PSA. That was our PSA. Let's gossip about soccer in a public way, but not gossip, actual serious discussion. Yes. So stuff happened in the last week. Something happened on Sunday. What happened on Sunday? Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. What happened on Sunday? USA Canada. That's always an event, isn't it? I mean, whether they want right? it to be or not, whether the game is the most boring 90 minutes or like most flashy Olympic semifinal you've ever seen, they it, it always gets hyped by the 
I mean, now it always gets hyped by the media. I don't think it really got hyped that much before 2012. But yeah, I mean, Sunday really wasn't an exception to that whole, these guys really don't like each other on the field. Maybe, right? Like, God, talk about a freaking... I don't know. Like, it's one of those things where both teams play physical, but there's just something about the way that Canada comes into it that I'm just, I don't find it very attractive. It it does come a little bit more from Canada. And I say this with all the love in my heart for Canada that many people have made fun of me for. But I do think some of it comes from they're still not quite at the level where they can disrupt the United States just with ball control, possession. Mm -hmm. So a lot of it is we accept that the United States is going to have a lot of possession, but what we can do is get really stuck in and get really, really tough and maybe occasionally hug someone too enthusiastically from behind. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what we can do right now. I think the team is starting to transition away from that because they can. They have the talent now to start not doing that anymore as much. But, you know, you've got Melissa Tancredi on the field. and Jesus. And she's not part of that new generation that's able to transition away from that. Her, I mean, God, her, her reputation playing the USA is just ridiculous honestly i'm surprised fans don't burn her an effigy in the parking lot now (laughs) don't don't put that out in the universe no don't they're not gonna burn her an effigy they're gonna hang up a big picture of her and then cut it using scissors i know but oh scissoring i get it (laughs) i get it i I get i I get what you're saying did you get the joke because of the i did i did i got the scissoring the joke about scissoring yeah because 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 Cutting people with scissors is exactly what I mean by scissoring. Yeah, what else could it mean? That's exactly what I mean. Okay. As long as we're on the same page here. Yeah. I mean, scissoring her means cutting her with a pair of scissors. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, yes. So so on Sunday, Melissa Tancredi pulled a, a scissor move on Carly Lloyd trying to clear a ball out of the box. Now, to be fair, scrupulously fair, I don't think she was entirely trying to scissor her. She was trying to clear the ball, but she didn't particularly care that someone was standing right there and made no effort to not scissor her. So I mean, it's, it's not like scissoring is a thing that happens naturally. <laughs> I don't know. I've heard it can be very beautiful. I mean... Scissoring is always accidental. Is it? Always. I mean, if it were a thing that happened in nature, then, then other other species would be doing it, right? They'd be getting cut in half all the time. Exactly. Other, other species would develop thumbs so that they could operate scissors. Yeah. Scissoring is not a natural, a natural act. Mm, you're going to get us in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, did we kill that one? So, United States won the whole shebang bang They beat Canada 2-0. I think they could have had one or two more goals here, but they had some headers that bounced wide. And then, you know, I think Canada actually had a couple of decent looks on goal that they just didn't finish either. So, that game either could have been like 4-0 United States, or it could have been like 2-1. Um, but it ended up the way it was, you know, 
the the first half was I thought more a little bit more exciting um, than than the the scoreboard showed. Yeah, I mean, what did you get out of that game or the whole tournament? I guess for the United States, I think that the Canada game is probably the one that yields the best or most accurate evaluation. Although you know, of course, everyone was tired, including Carly Lloyd, who I don't think I think she started every game. And she played 90 in almost all of them. Which, why? Did no one on staff look at Carly and, like, the dark bags under her eyes and go, hey, maybe you need a nap? Or did Carly I think Lloyd... Carly has it written into her contract. Yeah, actually. or did Carly go, hey, guys, I know you're going to want to rotate me. Let's not do that. I'm Carly Let's... Lloyd. Exactly. She's like, I am a champion because I fucking... Wreck shit. Harder. I train harder than everyone else. Let me prove it to you. I wreck shit harder than you. Yeah. I mean, what did you think? I thought Carly. I. I mean, I. I agree on most of the fronts. I thought it was interesting the lineup that John Herdman chose to play, just mm-hmm. because um, he did. He he rested his veteran players, and um, for whatever reason, he did that. You know, I think uh, subbing some of them in later in in the match. I don't know if it was too little too late or what what it was, but Canada certainly was frustrating the U.S., uh, disrupting play. Um, But, I mean, the U.S. didn't play a stellar game. It wasn't the best game of the tournament, but it was also the game where Megan Klingberg played in her position the most. (laughs) I think if a coach didn't pull her aside and go, okay, you've had your fun, Kling, but I just want you to remember, this is Canada, and if you get caught out, they're going to make us look really foolish, like more foolish than usual. So just be cool. Be cool, dude. Be cool. Yeah, I mean, to her credit, clearly all that roaming in previous games didn't really hurt us. No, but it wouldn't in other CONCACAF games. It's just uh, when you're roaming and you leave players like Tancredi, you know, open, it she'll, she'll burn you. Yeah, um, one way or another, Kling understood she had to stay at home more this time. She couldn't just go out and have fun and, you know, get crazy up there with her friends. A little more responsibility right. here. I think the the other things that were important to take away from this are uh, primarily about Lindsay Horan, Morgan Bryan, and Mal Pugh. Those three, Man, I Mal think, Pugh. those three, I think, are the big talking points player-wise from the United yeah. States. Mal Pugh. goal was beautiful it was a beautiful service but it was also just i don't know i liken it to when in football when their wide receiver like catches the ball in stride over his shoulder <laughs> just nice and it's to just watch. gorgeous you know yeah yeah, yeah. I, it was just man it was she caught the keeper out of place and everything like that but it, it was Right place, right time. Like, you don't even see Abby scoring those goals. Well, not anymore, obviously. Well, it was that plus the combination of service from Becky Sauerbrunn. Absolutely. Who, it's been pointed out, does serve kind of that Haran or Julie Johnston function for FCKC where she will restart an attack from the back, from deep, and can do it mm-hmm. well with accuracy. She has, you know, good vision for the field. Whereas against Canada, every time Julie Johnston went up, I think she kind of made a hash of it. I don't know if she was nervous or just not expecting or not used to that opposition after all those uh, games against Minnows, but I think Julie Johnston should have just like stayed at home a little bit more, and if anybody was going to go up, if they had to, it should have been Sauerbrunn. 
Right. Yeah. I I agree. I mean, what did you think of uh, Mel Pugh? Jesus. The kid <laughs> has some gusto. She had some great service uh, across the face of goal. You know, she she is really good at going to goal line and cutting back and getting – I don't know if it's just big, dumb luck or if she actually is, like, able to look up and place these passes exactly where they need to be. But some of them are just I, – I have to say they're dumb luck. She has good but vision. But they're gorgeous. She has, no, I think she has good vision. Um, because you can see in some of the games when she's running forward and then she'll serve this lovely ball through the back line. She has the vision to see the play developing and can place mm-hmm. the ball where it needs to go. She has pretty good vision for a 17-year-old. And hopefully the more she plays, the more she'll develop her soccer intelligence. And soon she'll be able to do that thing where she can change the nature of a game on a dime. You know, the United States is on a counter, Malpew's running with the ball, she sees the play developing, exactly serves it into space where someone's running on, boom, goal. I think right? I think hopefully we can expect a lot more of that from her in the years to come. Yes, let's do that. Yes. Whatever Jill Ellis is smoking right now is awesome. Yeah. So I was listening to another podcast, Mixed Zone, with our friend Jen Cooper, mm-hmm. and they had Evan Davis on, and he made a good point, I think, that... Before all the retirements, like with the victory tour and stuff, Jill Ellis would just be sitting there. The United States could score, you know, five goals, and she would just kind of sit there and watch and take it all in. And now after the victory tour, with all these people being brought in, she's and all these kids that she's experimenting with, she's jumping up and down, she's smiling, she's happy, excited. So I don't know what to think about that. Like, is she just in a better mood now, or is this actually related to her being able to pick her roster finally. I don't know. And then that that just makes me wonder, okay, well, how much clout did the veterans actually have? Mm. You know, like how much how influential was Abby? Because we all know, you know, what kind of what happened with Tom or what we think happened with Tom. We mm-hmm. we have no idea if that's what actually happened with Tom. I'm really I'm really really hoping to share some gummy bears with him at some point outside of Providence Park when he stops by the gummy bear store. Some vodka soaked gummy bears? No, it doesn't have to be oh. vodka soaked. Oh, yeah. He can be he he could just be in the mood for gummy bears. No, but it and might then- it might and then I could teach him about vodka-soaked gummy bears. Oh my god, I could teach him about vodka-soaked gummy bears. It would just be, it would, it would loosen up his mustache a little bit, you know? Get him to spill those deets. Gossip. Oh my god. To gossip Wouldn't that be you. amazing if you had, like, what if you had a half an hour with Tom Somani? And he agreed to answer any question you asked? Yeah, off the record. He was just like, yeah, okay, ask me, but you can never tell another person ever. Of course I would tell you. I would love that. I would, I would I would break that and I would tell you. But you would be the only person I would tell. Aw, thanks, buddy. Yeah. I would want that with Tom Sermani. I'd want one with Natasha Kai. Maybe I'd want one with any of the players from, like, the original squad, like 91, 95, who were gay at the time. Hmm. <gasps> hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know who else. Maybe Michelle Akers, she seems like she'd be a fun lady to just let spout off and say whatever she wants. Not oh even God. for the juicy stories. Just... Okay, so I see what game you're playing. I would think I would absolutely want that with... I don't know, man. 
You've named a lot of the good ones. Mm-hmm. Part of me wants a truth serum for Hope Solo. Yeah. If I could get, I don't want like 30 minutes of just Hope Solo's time. I want 30 minutes of truth serum Hope Solo. <laughs> just to hear her talking in her sleep. like. Mm. Yeah, basically. I just oh, I want to hypnotize her and know. then hear her respond to things. Yeah. Is that, that totally creepy? Maybe Lori Lindsay. I'd want oh. Lori Lindsay to get to, you know, spill the beans. Maybe I bet just, you, you know. that Leslie Osborne. Oh, that's a good one. Because she's, she's such a sweetheart, but she also... She's know, like everyone's friend. Yeah, but she'll also you tell know. you things. Oh, yeah. She would be like, oh, my God, you're never going to believe it. She <laughs> would, she would be a good gossip. <laughs> because she understands the value of gossip. Like, she... I have a feeling she like completely gets what what you're after. Yeah, and will like tease it. Well, she understands gossip, and she also trusts her friends to keep it within the circle of trust. I know, I know. That's yeah. why she could be free with the gossip, because other people would be like, mm, "Are you going to tell other people? I might hold a detail back." But good old Lester would be like, "Yeah, we're girlfriends, and you understand what that means." Legally, you cannot oh, open, Lester. Like, her least favorite uh, nickname. Right? I wonder what she would do if you ever called her that to, like, to her face. Like, you, not Me, specifically? Not I think she'd be like, who told you about that? And I'd I be know. like, I don't know, Heather O'Reilly? Please don't kill me. Please don't kill me. <laughs> Heather O'Reilly. I, I don't know. I don't know about that one. I don't know if I would want 30 minutes unfiltered with Heather O'Reilly. I mean, she's cool and everything. I'm not super sure you'd get the best gossip. No, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure that like she just doesn't retain gossip. <laughs> Heather O'Reilly is above gossip. She is. I bet you any of the new kids. Yeah, Stephanie McCaffrey probably be fun. Yeah, but then they'd also be terrified of what would happen if you found out the gossip. And Rose Lavelle, she seems like a like a spunky kid. I mean, I always, I, I, I know we've already talked to her once, but I would love Ella Masser unfiltered. Shit, yes, shit, yes. I want Ella you know, Masser back, like some of that whiskey her grandma likes, or did she say her grandma likes scotch? Either way, you know, yeah. rolling a little tumbler that around in her hand and being like, so here's the deal. Now let's listen to the rest of the story. Anybody basically who was involved with Magic Jack, anybody. Yeah, I mean, I was trying... Oh my god, could you imagine all the shit Christy Rampone has? <laughs> but Christy Rampone also would not... Like, I think with the same was with Heyo. She'd be like, no, I think Rampone might be not one you'd go to for that stuff. Above <laughs> gossip. Mm. Yeah, her I wouldn't go to. I wouldn't go to, like, Sophie Schmidt. Sophie would just be like, I don't know, I had a really great time. I got to play soccer, and with all my friends, it was fun. Yeah, there are certainly some dead ends with, with the gossip. <laughs> I mean, to drag things back to Olympic qualifying. Yeah. To begrudgingly dra drag things back to the topic. I mean, if you want to transition, speaking of the no, young go, kids, go Morgan Bryan. I mean, we talked about Mel P. Lindsay Horan, Morgan Bryan. She won player of the tournament. And I think she's another one of those where... She doesn't do super flashy stuff. She does the hard work in the midfield now. She's that strong midfield player for us, and she's going to be that midfield player for us for at least another cycle. She's so young. I don't know if I want Haran to return to the midfield, because she looked okay for the tournament, but it wasn't anything 
tremendous from back there, sitting in front of the back four and then starting the attack from deep. Yeah, but she stayed. She stayed and then worked hard. That to me was pretty huge. The fact that she was disciplined enough to actually stay back there. She did stay, but also roamed forward when she could. But I don't think she super got caught out too much going forward either. Which to me, you know, says a good bit about her, her soccer intelligence. Like knowing when to get forward into the attack and when to pull it back and stay at home. Yeah, I I completely agree. I want I want somebody in her role or her position to really be able to gauge when it's appropriate um, to add that spark because ultimately that's what that's what doing the that um, push is is just a spark. It shouldn't be the type of thing where now we're constantly rotating through the midfield and nobody has any idea what's going on there. I kind of want to see her used again just as a forward instead of having to do this you know back and forth stuff but I don't think Jill Ellis will ever let her do that again and so the only way for her to be on this team is to stay and develop in that deep uh that deep midfielder role which kind of sucks well it does it's pigeonholing her already but you know who knows maybe maybe we'll get a better deep player who works really well with Johnston and and uh, So here's the thing. I think Haran, Brian, and Pugh kind of came to prominence in this tournament. I think McCaffrey started bright coming out of the victory tour with, you know, a couple caps and then faded out throughout the tournament. But yeah. actually, I would like to see Pugh and McCaffrey at the same time because they both have the ability to get in line and look back and send in service, and they're both willing to take people on 1v1. So, you know, maybe they can draw both draw people away towards the wings while sending in service centrally to possibly Kristen Press or Crystal Dunn. I, I think I would like to see, like, maybe Pew, Press, and McCaffrey start just once. Sure. Unfortunately, I mean, maybe against Columbia? Maybe. I, I just, I don't think that that's kind of the, the testing roster or testing lineup that would be appropriate for the She Believes tournament. Yeah, I think Ellis will bring this roster to She Believes and test out once again Haran and Brian paired up. She's going to put Pew for the ringer because this will be her first, like, you know, sustained high-level international competition That'll help simulate tournament conditions as opposed to, you know, a bunch of minnows in Canada. So I think you're right. I just wish that my favorites could always be on the roster. Well, yeah, but I mean... I mean, it's rooted in in a real strategy. It's not just I want to see her out there regardless. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's not like you were donning a pitchfork because Heyo got left off this roster. Yeah. You think Heyo's gonna make it back? You think they'll try her out for She Believes? Uh, yeah, I think I think uh, that there were. Well, I mean, it well, it really kind of comes down to um, what Jill was trying to get out of this tournament and what Jill could try to get out of She Believes. And I think She Believes is gonna be much more of a competitive, like not that what we brought to Concacaf wasn't competitive, but I think it can be tightened up quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And I think Heo is probably one of those players who 
A has probably been working her ass off for the last three weeks since the roster was announced. Um, and B, you know, I don't think that uh, Jill has written her off. Yeah, I don't think so either. And so I, I wouldn't be entirely shocked if we if we don't see a different, you know, I wouldn't say an ex, an entirely different uh, roster, but but a bit of a switch switch up, um, a change up for the She Believes tournament, uh, just because that's going to be a little bit more competitive, uh, faster paced matches, and you know, to be completely honest, it's it gotta see if some players can really keep up with the big dogs. And I wonder if she believes is going to have the same roster limitations as CONCACAF did. Maybe they don't even have a limit. Like, how many people are announced <laughs> 30 people. The They'll whatever team. A 30-person roster to she believes. No, they already announced, I think, England and France England. already announced their rosters. Yeah, and how many rosters. people do they have on those? It's 23. Damn it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so 23. Yeah. That could mean, that could mean Hayo's back. Could be. Heyo's we back. Get free, we get back three again. more players, right? Heyo's back. Tell a friend. Right? That means three more players. So, Heyo's back. I don't know. My brain's too tired to think of who else, actually. Well, I mean, it's really hard to think about who, el- who's el- who else there is because of injuries and fucking retirements. And pregnancies. And pregnancies. So it's it's really this weird, like, revolving door right now with the women's national team. Yeah. I'm not used to it. I think another thing to look out for at She Believes and the Columbia Friendly will be goalkeepers. Because Alyssa Nair seems to have taken the number two spot. Just Dude. based on recent caps. And I know there's a certain portion of fandom out there that's losing its shit over this. But I agree. Well, I mean, I'm also, uh, you should also be pointed out, uh, how much playing time did Allie Krieger get? Yeah, and U.S. Soccer didn't say that she was injured either. They said she was available as a right. sub. But that could have also just been testing out, you know, Kelly O'Hara. If you're going to bring Kelly O'Hara on, someone's going to have to give way. It's either Klingenberg or Krieger, and... They decided to test her in place of Krieger. It's also weird. I am not super sure about Hinkle, who got some decent minutes, but who didn't particularly impress me. Yeah, well, but also didn't disappoint me. That's true. That's true. You know, it wasn't like she went out there and just completely fucked up. It, there's something to be said, like if a player just kind of is on the pitch. I, I think we're just so used to players being flashy. Uh-huh. Much like Megan Klingenberg. I mean, ultimately, this kind of comes back to why the fuck wasn't Becky Sauerbrunn on FIFA's best 11? But the thing is, I don't think Hinkle isn't flashy because she's doing the fundamentals well. She's just well, staying at home a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. I am i don't mean to imply that she is as good as Becky. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I saw a comment from someone that was like, maybe it was a year too early to call her in. She needed another season in NWSL to really get her legs under her. Well, you, maybe. Maybe? Maybe. I mean, maybe, this but... could be the peak of her soccer ability. We don't know. We'll yeah, find out. Yeah, and who's going to, like, if we have a need there and Jill is nosing you, like, step the fuck up, man. Yeah. 
I'm really glad to see Kelly O'Hara get more time. I think she will be on the Olympic roster just because they can't afford not to take her. If you're down a fullback, she can go in right or left. And then in a pinch, in a dire pinch, you can also shift her back up to forward. She's just like this Swiss army knife, except, you know, American. Well, maybe. Maybe. These days, who knows? Who knows? Okay, Abby, talk about all these foreign guys. I said no such thing, considering that I would be considered one of those foreign guys. Me too. Mm-hmm. Actually, no. I'd probably be considered less foreign guy. I was born here, like in Texas, well, born here. I was born here too, but if I'm going to be offended by her talking about foreign guys, damn it, I'm going to be offended by it. I, mm, I'm i not going to get into this because it's way off topic. Suffice to say, I, I know, think... Right? I think regardless of your intent, if people tell you that what you said was hurtful, then you have a duty to apologize to them. Absolutely. It's called being a decent human being. Like, the intent was good, maybe, but if the effect is bad, like, if I accidentally stepped on your foot, I didn't mean to, but I'm still going to tell you I'm sorry because I hurt you. Mm-hmm. So that's that from me. Truth bombs. Well, We're dropping them. Now with Olympic qualifying over... The next big start date that's not a national thing is obviously NWSL. Preseason starts soon. They finally dropped the schedule. Oh, I see they finally added times to the schedule. Thank the Lord. Ugh. There are no more TBAs, TBDs, or whatever? It doesn't look like there are any more TBAs. What? Which means I can finally go back and add in the times to my Google Calendar, which we will link to. Uh, It's a calendar that you can sync with your phone. Yeah. Left and right. What do you think about this thing where they created a schedule so that every team plays every other team twice except for their regional rival who NWSL kind of just decided upon and then they play that rival four times? Um, I mean, I, I'm coming from a place where I would really love to live in a world where the Thorns can beat the rain multiple times in a season. Oh, boy. Um, but... Overall, uh, logistically, I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, I'm also a fan that really enjoys away day travel. And so it kind of simplifies my life because I'm like, huh, if I want to go to Chicago, I actually have to go that day. Or if I want to go to Boston, I have to go this day. Mm -hmm. Um, And the thing that I'm missing or the thing that's lacking is, is actual synergy between the MLS schedule and the NWSL schedule. Um, the only synergy I could find for the Thorns anyway, uh, was in Boston, the Timbers play like five days before the Thorns play. So it's like, Ooh, a week in Boston, but it's still, you know, a week away. Um, I think that the, the whole playing your regional rival four times or two home to away, um, kind of creates a good opportunity to get some like mini, not tournaments, but like cups going or, or to figure out, you know, how do we, how do we nurture this rivalry a bit more? And, and not that it's necessarily something that the front offices should be focused on, but I think it provides a great opportunity for supporters to figure out, okay, how do we get more people traveling? How do we logistically kind of set this up? So that these are the events we do this year. I know that uh, a couple seasons ago, Washington Spirit fans wanted to set something up with Boston and try to create a regional rivalry where they'd call it like the Patriot Cup or something. And, you know, whoever won the season series between the two would get like a little supporter shield or a supporters cup from 
one of the supporters groups. And I thought that was a really neat idea. And that might be something that a supporters group could do this season because you're guaranteed four games against, you know, your regional rival, whether you consider them a rival or not. But it might be a nice thing for a supporters group to do for their team. Absolutely. And, you know, it's working with the other supporters group to figure out, well, how do we want to treat this? What what are the rules and regulations and how do we want to promote this? And not letting the front offices, like take over own it yeah yeah you, you don't you don't want the front offices to own this and take it over because then they're just going to market it themselves and it's a supporters group award like this is from us to you directly no middleman exactly so here are the exactly. here are the teams that are playing each other four times these are the rivals as nwsl has set them up seattle rain portland thorns have fun with that buddy that's uh-huh. going to be mark parsons versus laura harvey though so it could be really fun this season I know, I know. That's why I'm like, I want to live in this world. And then there's Washington versus Sky Blue. I'm really sorry, Sky Blue. I think Washington's going to take that one. Houston, Orlando. No expansion versus expansion. I think that'll be fun too. Randy Waldron versus Tom Sermani. Well, yeah, and also MLS back team versus MLS back team. I'm really, I'm really intrigued to see how those two teams treat this. Yeah, I think those two teams back and forth could put on some of the most mm, production polished games you know what i'm Uh saying they're gonna look the nicest and then we have kansas city versus chicago i'm kind of interested in that one too and then we have boston western new york which obviously i hope we crush the flash go for it go for it i don't i'm not go go ahead go ahead and beat paul riley actually once again i'm not going into a season with the breakers with any kind of hope because that's just a way to get yourself disappointed isn't that a life lesson right there always expect the worst expect the worst and be happy whenever things don't end up that way yeah the league hasn't announced a broadcast deal yet as far as i'm aware for this season i mean i think we'll get one and hopefully it'll continue to be better than the seasons before. They'll probably, as as usual, pick you know some MLS stadiums to broadcast from, which, once again, I know it feels unfair to non-MLS teams. Lord knows the Breakers aren't one of them, but the product you put out there is what people see, and that perception really influences the perception of the league. So I would rather have you know MLS stadiums out there rather than dinky little Soldier's Field from Boston being put out on a you know a national broadcast oh and uh the news kind of dropped that the final's probably going to be in houston uh there was a reddit thread where someone called their dash ticket rep and their ticket rep was like this includes the final and they were like oh really so i mean i think a lot of people suspected you know it's mls venue and then portland's already hosted one so it's probably going to be houston this season But it would be nice if uh, NWSL confirmed that and the date early enough for people to make travel plans. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that's just like, don't shoot yourself in the foot. Let Houston, let fans who have the capacity to go, go. Damn it. Yeah. Damn it. Damn it. So preseason starts soon. Everyone's going to get a chance to finally look at their rosters in action. Some teams have... Rosters that are pretty much the same, like Seattle Rain. Some teams have gone through complete overhauls. Um, we're talking, you know, Sky Blue, Boston, I think Western New York Flash to an extent, Kansas City. So there's been a lot of upheaval. And then we'll finally get to see uh, the Orlando Pride go through their paces. 
A lot of preseason matches set up. Um, a lot of playing college teams and um, in Portland, we're actually having a little bit of a tournament, which is which is a nice change of pace from having the the tournament down in in Arizona in years past. So it'll it'll be nice. I really encourage everyone, if you can, and if the team allows it, to go to a preseason game because it's usually free, and it's the first chance anyone gets to clap eyes on the team after the long, cold, bitter winter that we've gone through. Maybe that's just bitter. me. <laughs> Absolutely bitter. I'm bitter. I'm bitter, too. I'm bitter like dark roast coffee. Dark roast coffee. That's my name from now on, dark roast. Please call me that. Really? No. Okay. <laughs> I was like... Because, I mean, I will, I will respect your wishes and do that, but I need confirmation that that's actually what you want. No, I was being facetious. All right. We talked schedule, quals, and she believes that that was actually everything on the schedule. Is there anything you want to get off your chest then, soccer-wise? Uh, no. Um, I mean, looking forward to the season. Um, probably going to make it out to Boston and Chicago this year. Really appreciate the NWSL putting out the schedule. Um, didn't appreciate that it happened on a day when I was fucking busy at work. But you know, it is what it is. Uh, beggars can't be choosers. Um, are you gonna Are you gonna do any any away trips? Uh, probably not. Yeah, probably not. It depends. There. Um, so we've got Sheba Leaves, We've got Colombia, and there's one more FIFA date before the Olympics, like in. Uh, late June, early July, or something like that. And I think the United States is going to schedule at least one more friendly in that window because they're going to want a little send-off game. Not a little mm -hmm. one. They're going to want a big send-off game. And they've already said that the NWSL schedule uh, isn't going to conflict with any FIFA dates, and there's a big gap right there, like a 10-day gap in the FIFA the NWSL schedule right then. So I think we'll get at least one more, if not a two-game friendly in that FIFA date against an opponent who's closer to home. So, I don't know, maybe some home games against Canada again? Maybe? I mean, we did Canada last send-off game yeah. in Salt Lake City. And I think Canada would probably jump at the chance to get in some last-minute quality field time before the Olympics. Totally. So. Totally. Uh, Canada, um, I mean, Rio is not far away from our East Coast, or I could see something happening in, like, fucking Florida, because, again, yeah. because it's right there, you know? And that would be a nice little additional, you know, cherry on top for Orlando to, to host something. And, you know, any any team that's coming from Europe or, or Asia would want to be in the general vicinity time zone of Rio um, around that time. I could see Florida and Houston. Are we supposed to play Japan at some point? Are we? I don't know, man. I mean, I write about women's I soccer, that, but... I thought that was rumored. What if we play Japan as the send-off match for the, the Olympics? Now, that would be interesting. And and uh, it would get crazy numbers, I think. That's a... Wow. Huh. Okay, sure. I would... I, I don't know if I would go to Florida in June for that, though. No. I don't know that I would go to Florida. Sorry, Florida residents, but y'all do generate some of the craziest news in the United States. So you don't want to go to Australia. I don't want to go to Florida. People True. eat people's faces off in Florida. 
Haven't we gone to Florida together before, though? I don't think I've ever been in Florida. I could have sworn we went to Jacksonville. Jacksonville. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I could have sworn we went to a, a game together in Jacksonville. Actually, I think I have been to Florida. <laughs> Dude, I can't remember what I did last week. My long-term memory and my short-term memory are the worst things in the world. I love that you're going to edit that out. So it sounds Maybe like I'll leave like, it yeah, in. I've been, I've been to Florida. I totally know I've been to Florida. I've done a lot of soccer travel. I don't remember every game that I've gone to, which is like, I know, first world problem, blah, blah, blah. What a luxury. Right. I think I could probably get pretty close to naming off all the matches I've been to. Generally, I tend to remember what went on around the match. Like, it was so cold, you had to lend me your hat, or I got made out again. Like, people made out on top of me at the club afterwards. Stuff like that. Yeah, or, you know, there are photos. Oh, boy. That seems like a good place to end tonight's podcast. I feel I feel like we could probably put together a pretty good timeline of photos of you at women's national team games. I'm surprised no one took photos of me after the NWSL final. There were certainly enough people in that apartment who would have who would have done so if they thought. Wait, to. how many people were in my apartment? At least three, I want to say. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm, oh, I'm we, okay with that. Number. We totally I was like, brought. Wait, did you have the after party at my apartment? Yeah, we brought FC Casey back to your apartment. <laughs> awesome fantastic i'm really really proud of that let us know who you want to see on the roster for shiba leaves um let us know what you thought about players performance and olympic qualifying just let us know how you're doing in general yeah talk to us it's been a long summer or long winter and it's gonna be a long summer i don't know i don't know i lost that thought as you soon can't as it left my mouth make fun of me for not remembering jacksonville when you just called it a long summer I can make fun of you for whatever I want to make fun of you about, as long as I don't hurt your feelings. Fine, whatever. Goodbye.